here's the thing that's happening, right? When, like, I, I'm thinking about this, and my brain is only saying to me, it's all right, mate, it's not that bad, don't worry about it. It's fine, it's fine, don't worry <laughs> exactly about it. exactly what's happening, I'm so glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> like, Just finding a fine. way to deal with it. It'd be fine, it'd be, it'd be all right. I mean, you said some mean things, but, you know, it'd be all right. He's not, he can't, he isn't. Like, that's what my brain is going. My brain worst is thing, worst things have happened. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of one, but no. worst things have definitely happened. Guys, 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 guys. Guys, lads. Look, it's it's 2020, Ol and Dave here. And, um, uh, you know, as well as being fatter and less hair in Dave's sense. Yes, uh, get on with uh, it. Sorry. Point is, it's us, we're in the future, and we've got some news. The news is, it's okay. Oh, my it word. It turns out okay. Admittedly, there are a few bumps on the road, and admittedly, you know, maybe it's not really fine, but in one narrow sense, it's fine, it's okay, he doesn't get a second term. We think. To Sustainable 191. 191. Welcome yourself, all to Sustainable 191. Welcome to Sustainable. Welcome to the rest of our lives, all. Welcome to the end of all that. Yes. The nightmare is over. Well, I mean, obviously well, it's well, not it's over. Well, obviously not it's going to get well, terrible in a number of other directions, but he's gone. Going. Nearly gone. But he, he's lost! He's lost! You useless, evil, orange, pussy-grabbing, oh Lego brick-eating, wasp-gardling, tiny-handed, smelly-bummed <laughs> Inhoff, to end all Inhoffs, Donald J. Trump. <laughs> off. <laughs> off. See over there? <laughs> so far in that direction that you start to come back. And when you've come back, <laughs> off again. Stay f- tough. Good language, Timothy. I think we're allowing ourselves a little, a little curse. We can, we can allow ourselves this. I mean, he's, he's a, he's a, he's a horrible human being. Yes. He's been in charge for four years. Yes. Now he is about to not be in charge for four years, pending, you know, recounts and legal challenges, and presumably taking control of the army and sending the army in to just go and blow up every ballot and say, look, no ballots. I'm still in charge. Oh, oh, oh. Hmm? oh. What? Happy face. Yes, sorry. Happy, Happy face. face. Look, this is good news. This is good news. This is good news. Look, we're going to look back on things Donald done. We're going to have a good old chunk of schadenfreude, unashamed delight. If you don't like laughing at the downfall of an evil orange git, go listen to another podcast. Although, good luck finding one uh, over the next <laughs> week or so. Uh, so we're going to look back on that, and then we're going to look forward to what Mr. President Joe might have in store for the planet. Oh, and I'm going to ask you a question that you won't know the answer to. So, uh, before any of that, just the usual disclaimer, we do work for environmental charities, don't we? Yes, we do. But these are very much our own views. So if you have any beef with anything that we say about the departing git that is Donald Trump, 
take it up with me or Ol directly, but not with anyone for whom we work. If you want, tweet Donald Trump about it. He'll have time on his hands now. Possibly he'll reply. Yes? Sharded Fighter of the Week. Schadenfreude of the week. <laughs> Schadenfreude, of course, being a foreign word that Donald Trump can't spell. In fairness, I'm not entirely sure I can spell it. But it is that delicious, that most sumptuous, delicate sensation of seeing an absolute prick get his comeuppance. <laughs> Yes. Now, the last time we did a Schadenfreude special was back in episode 23A, uh, when Tony Abbott got given the boot by the Australian, whatever it was, uh, Waltz and Matilda, sinister um, crocodile army, for being <laughs> an Inhoff. Um, and we were like, ha ha ha, in your face. And we sat in your bedroom and we got drunk. Um, and... Uh, Fortunately, Tony Abbott never came back to bother us again, so so it's fine. No, absolutely. Um, no one has ever heard of him since, no, which is a relief, certainly uh, in the UK. What I would say about, uh, about, uh, about Tony Abbott is this is a guy who was elected by the people of the great liberal democratic uh, nation of Australia. And you've been to Australia. It's an amazing country. It's a freedom-loving country. It's a, it's a liberal country. Um, there you go. Uh, I think I think I think that speaks for itself. We're not a political podcast. We're not going to bang on about you know the 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 Trump movement and all that scary stuff and seventy million people still thinking a white supremacist in charge is a good idea. We're not going to talk about that. No. We're just going to celebrate the fact that the f- has been voted out. It's not just that we don't like him, that we don't like the cut of his jib, that, you know... I don't, I don't like his jib. I like any bit of his jib. <laughs> the cut bits or the uncut bits. It's not, you know, it's not just that uh, if you were sat next to him in a bar, he would, for a start, not have a drink and that would be a bit awkward and then, he, you know, probably would sort of fill up Does too he not much... drink? No, he doesn't drink, no. Uh, Does he not drink? No, he doesn't drink. No. Oh, well, drunk in, which case, he was a in which case, Donald Trump... 14-year-old um, or something. Just going to... This oh, one's for nice. you, old son. Is that a single malt? That looks single cool. malt, yeah. Oh, that, yeah. Looks, that looks very Say nice. Say when. Um, there's a bit of a delay on the line, so oh, oh, not that much of a delay. Blimey. That's come out quite, come out quite heavy. Yeah. Good. Um, <laughs> no, This re- is for you, Donald. Dave is now drinking whiskey. This can only go well. Some of us oh. are professionals. Or at least take the, the podcast seriously. Anyway, anyway, look, we wanted to just recap some of the reasons that, from an environmental perspective, um, we're not huge fans of the Donald. Uh, you, you will know most of this stuff. Um, but look, it can't hurt to repeat it. So things Donald has done that we don't think are brill. For a start, Dave... Remember that clean plow- power plan? A clean plow power plan. I'm the one who's on the whiskey. Oh, um, so that was the thing. That was the thing that old Barry Obie. Do you remember old Barry Obie, our first American president? Oh, <laughs> Barry, we're, we're now heading towards our third American president. I thought you meant like one. America's first American president. It's like wow. Well, attention. Yeah. They say attention spans are getting shorter, but <laughs> Dave's really is short. 
Yes, I yeah. remember Barry Obi. Yeah. He'd done a plan to make America's energy cleaner. Big old Donald came along and said, don't like that, it'll cost jobs, uh, so instead I'm going to do something else. The something else was shit, um, and in order to justify the something else, he basically fiddled all the data, so put in loads of like, no, 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 this one is better for the climate and better for jobs by just making it all up. I mean, he didn't make it up. I don't think he's wise enough to work out which end of a spreadsheet to fiddle with even if you could fiddle with it but uh someone around him someone as part of his ilk has uh ilkified it <laughs> yes very good so the clean power plan was no more um you know that was a shame uh yes. what did he also do he he absolutely <laughs> determinedly wanted scientific research to stop being scientific and instead be crackpot conspiracy theory climate denali um and so he specifically instructed scientists in in u.s government departments to <laughs> to say that carbon dioxide is good because it may increase plant water use efficiency and it may lengthen the agricultural growing season so he he forced scientists in yep. the government to say this stuff in yeah their papers and stuff yeah uh, a lot of which a lot of which quit but before they quit they made sure they backed everything up on the computer because the other oh, thing that yeah, happened um, that. you know we're using donald trump here as a shorthand for like his administration but the other thing that his administration did was they started like things started to go missing off the government service like scientific studies into climate change and data and stuff like that just started to go away what do you believe about the science of climate change and what will you do in the next four years to confront it i want crystal clean water and air. I want beautiful, clean air. We have now the lowest carbon. If you look at our numbers right now, we are doing phenomenally. Um, this one's, I, I think, my favourite because I just don't understand it. It's, it. I guess it's kind of culture war-y stuff, but it's a strange culture war. He got rid of light bulbs or at least he got, he got rid of... What? He got rid of rules that were banning... Shit, like light bulbs, and uh, and said, no, no, we must have, we must have shit light bulbs, or we must have the freedom to have the shittest light bulbs possible. It's like, what? Why? Why? It's Presumably, bonkers, just to piss off people like us. I don't know. Yeah, and and not just that, but basically, there was a hundred and sixty. Click on that link there, I'll, while I'm explaining to the listener, the one that says, "I'll shut your eyes and pick a couple at random." So there's a hundred and sixty oh, yeah. different um, regulations, standards that he weakened, all to do with the environment, right? Um, so just shut your eyes and pick one. What you got? All right, hang on, scrolly, scrolly, scrolly. That scroll didn't work. Hang on, let's have another go. Uh, so he got, got rid of, uh, this is an absolute classic, CEQ finalises NEPA regulation amendments. I think we can all remember that one. Um, uh, the, the bastard. Yeah. So what is this? The Council on Environmental Quality finalised amendments to regulations under the National Environmental Policy Act that could limit or eliminate climate change consideration from analysis of fossil fuel projects. So that sounds like it's going, <laughs> if you want to build a coal plant... This has gone better than I thought it would. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> please don't feel like you have to take into consideration <laughs> the impact on the climate. 
<laughs> making your life easier. Yes. Oh, super. Uh, one yeah, of the he, one at random. Yeah, uh, what I was finding that. Oh, what's he got? Yeah. Uh, EPA further weakens coal ash protection. So this is the Environmental Protection Association finalised further revisions to the coal ash disposal rule, which could endanger public health. So that presumably means... If you want, if you run a coal plant and you've got all this pesky coal ash kicking around, and you know, goody two shoes over here comes and says, "Please don't pour that coal ash on grandma." Well, now you're free to pour it on grandma because it's good for jobs, <laughs> not grandma's jobs. But she's a grandma; she doesn't have a job; she doesn't matter. Do you ever mention that name in front of me? That filthy piece of toe rag. It's basically, if if you were an environmental regulation, he came along with a chainsaw and he took off your knees. That's what he did. Um, and if you also, I think, were a bear. Something about a bear. Oh, no, something about small bears. Small bears? Bear smalls. Small bears. Bear ears. Bear ears. We talked about bear, bear ears. Bear there, was something about, there was something about bear ears. Um, and it was either, A, he wanted to set fire to the ears of bears, which I don't think was true, but let's say it was because he can't do anything about it now. Anyway, or I think possibly B, there was a park called Bear Ears Park, which he was, which he was shrinking or something. Ah, something sounds like familiar. And when yeah. we say park, we mean, you know, a few rusty swings and a, you know, a bit of a grass. I think, yeah, and I think this was like a vast area of wilderness or something. Yeah. Look, should we move on to the big ones, the really big yeah, ones? So, the like, big ones. I mean, th- this list could go on forever. And of course, American listeners will know a lot more than we do about some of the amazing places that are no longer protected or the mountains he's blown the top off so that you can go and mine them, whatever. On the international level, he really pulled the stops out. In fact, he pulled the country out of the Paris Agreement. Um, yes. Which isn't super news. It's not. Not super news for sort of fans of the planet, but um, and it, and indeed that has now happened, right? So yes. that was it the day of the election or the day after day the after, election? Fourth of day November, after the I believe. Yeah. So so as of right now, depending when you listen to this, when we record this, he uh, America is officially out of the Paris Agreement. But as we'll talk about in a bit, it's going to go back in again. In so that's out, fine. In out, shake it all about. Yes. Um, and it's a bloody relief, actually, Ol, is that, because we were coming up to the, you know, right now we would all be getting ready to be sat in a shivering conference centre in Glasgow uh, trying to have a big climate talk, were it not for coronavirus, what has pushed it to next year. And if Donald Trump was in charge for that, it would just not have happened. It would have been useless, you know. And, and there is still an awful lot of things to talk about with regard to that, but at least now someone who cares about climate change is going to be standing up for the world's biggest, whatever they are, polluter economy, no longer nervous them or China anyway, in those things. So yeah. that's very of, of good. Of course but it's important. A, like we've, I think when we've tried, we've tried to be sort of cut half full about it at times and said, you know, other countries are doing it anyway. Yeah, yeah. But obviously having America like lending its shoulder to this international effort is very, very, very important. So old Joe Sleepy Joe... Um, whether he's asleep or not, will, on his first day in office, apparently, um, sign America back up. So that is good. And I think related to that, that it can't be underestimated how damaging it is having the most powerful man in the world just openly say climate change is a hoax. Like, Like, regardless of the policies and the treaties and the protections and everything, well, not regardless, but even more important than that, it's just 
legitimizing this crackpot view mm. that it's that it's made up and that it, or, or that it's not important. Yeah. And then I guess related to that, you know, making this into a culture war thing. That's that's it. That that's like it. it is now part of your identity if you're a Republican, basically. Oh, that's a bit unfair, but certainly if, you're, if you're a Trump yeah. supporter, it is part of yes. your identity that climate change is made up. You don't want to do anything about it. Yep. And that is really, really hard to undo. You go, you don't just switch that off by having a Democrat president. And I think that is the thing that will be his kind of most damaging legacy. Yeah, and not just in the States either, right? So no. look at other... Inhoffs look at, for example, Bolsonaro, poor little friendless Bolsonaro, all of a sudden, over in that Brazil, um, who is basically has loads of Inhoffs around the world, but he's a good example of one who've gone, oh yeah, see that Donald Trump, he wins things, uh, and in order to win things, he does things like say climate change is made up, and I'm not going to do anything about that, and so yeah. You know, for all that it's tempting just to go right, thank God, let's move on. Like real damage has been done by this bastard. Oh. Yeah. Real, real damage. And yes, you're quite right. Unpicking it may not be possible, or if it is possible, it's going to take ages. Very, very annoying. I wish he hadn't done it. He's a very naughty boy. He is. I think he is. It's fair to say, on balance, he's a bit of a rascal. Now, you listen here. He's not the Messiah. He's a very naughty boy. If you don't want so oh dave this whiskey's gone right to my head so i want to ask you some things that i don't think you'll like but i'm gonna ask you anyway you don't need to be drunk to do that you do that all the time that's your modus operandi very very true i would like please the top three emotions that you are mostly feeling about the situation with american politics right now as of when we record which is friday 6 november how are you what what are you feeling apart from very tired but that's not really anything to do with american elections (laughs) it kind of is i mean obviously i have you didn't (laughs) i have a baseline of fatigue anyway but i'm just such a sucker for this stuff i cannot take my eyes off it a I man cannot. with two small children, a demanding job, uh, who has just moved house, who hasn't got enough sleep anyway, stayed up all night and watched the American election. And, there's, and the stupid thing about that is that <laughs> it was very clear, arguably it was, was, it, was clear, it was clear months ago that this was going to be disputed for a long time, but it was yes. very clear from normal person's bedtime that there was not going to be resolution to this overnight but i no. even so i just i know i just couldn't stop myself uh and yeah so i'm a bit delirious as i think the main thing to take away from it because <laughs> i've just i've just continued doing this every night and watching news night and all the rest of it and twitter blah 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 but look i'm allowing myself to be absolutely delighted about this Oh. And I'm sure I'm sure I should be all kind of like, well, he should have won by miles, but he's only won by a little bit. Though I, I'm not convinced I don't think about that. I think, I think when yeah. all is said and done, I think when the dust settles, actually, he's going to win by quite a lot. Yeah. Um, but put that aside. I'm just. I think it's important that you allow yourself that. I mean, not much has gone right, has it? On no. in the <laughs> in these sorts of events. No, no, no. Um, Obviously. I mean, I'd forgotten. I, I'd for, I genuinely had forgotten what the feeling of like an election happening and good things coming out of it feels like. 
I genuinely had forgotten. That. Yeah. Like, it feels odd. Yeah. It feels very, very odd. I may have a brain the size of a sultana. Correct. But it hardly seems fair to me. Well, of course it's not fair. And a damn good thing too. No, there are other emotions. There are other emotions. I am a bit scared about, like, what happens now. Yeah, me too. It, I mean, he, Trump was very straightforwardly saying there are only two outcomes to this election. One is that I win. The other is that the Dems steal it from me and therefore I challenge it and I, you know, take it to court and I mobilise my base. And look, you look at the states and like all the shops are boarded up and mm. people are just expecting there to be massive unrest. Obviously, he's going to whip that up. And then even longer term, like... 70 million people are really, really pissed off about this and just don't believe that Trump isn't, you know, their Lord and Savior. And that's scary. Where one vote was stopped. They knew exactly what was going to happen. They knew the surge that was coming in with the mail-in votes. And they literally halted last night when they started to see Donald Trump's surge in the numbers. They all I don't think I even understand what you're saying. And I know this is this is Schadenfreude, a celebratory drink whiskey and have nice time special. Um, But I am worried about like we are already at a point with kind of what social media and divisive discourse has done to our politics. If I can talk about divisive discourse for a minute, I'll pour yourself a sharp on a sharp and listen. the I'm al- it's already bad. This was already an election sort of caricaturized by that. Whew, heavens. Um, but uh, if you chuck onto that, like, do you know what a deep fake is, Ol? I do know what a deep fake is. Yeah. I, um, I don't really want to Bloody... talk about it. <laughs> and I do recommend, if you want to seriously freak yourself out, go and listen to an excellent Radiolab episode from a few years ago about the development of this technology. But basically, deep fake is the ability to produce a video that purports to be a public figure and just make them say whatever you want but them Scooby to say. Scooby doesn't do anything. Scooby is not involved. At the time, Scooby's not even involved. He's just a bystander. It's one of the worst deals we've ever had. To call a show Scooby doing... And I think you, you were sort of banging on about this late at night on Twitter. It's It just completely obliterates the line, if there is one, yeah. what's left of the line between reality yeah. and lie. We could very well look back on this election as being the last time that you knew when someone was bullshitting you. Yeah, which is quite scary. Like we're going to be we're going to be watching videos and anyone who knows what a deep fake is is going to be looking at that video going, "I wonder if that really happened or if that's just a deep fake." Hmm. And that's <laughs> yes. Uh oh dear. That's not super, <laughs> is it? That's not brilliant. No. No, this is not great news. Uh, I don't want to get talk about sad things anymore. So your emotions are delirious, happy, and scared. Yes. Great. Yes. How does this differ from your normal state? Pretty the average, ha- the ha- actually. That's, the happy that's, bit. That's, that's baseline. There's more happy in there than usual. Um, and there is a, there's a smattering of hope. It's, it's not the kind of, you know, opt- random optimism based on nothing. Um, it's hope. It's like... It is possible. It is possible with, a, possible. Yeah. you know, with a fair wind and a hell of a lot of good organising and all the rest of it. It is possible that we could sort of pull ourselves back from the brink with America being run by someone who believes in the climate crisis. Yeah, it's possible. Way, I have a transition from the oil industry. Yes. Oh, I will transition. It is a big statement. That's a because big statement. I would stop. Why would you do that? Because the oil industry pollutes. 
significantly. Oh, I see. Here's the deal. But That's you a big statement. That. Well, I reckon that uh, when all the dust is settled and the analysis is done, I think climate change might be a thing what won this all. Certainly made Ooh. certainly made a big difference. Anyway, Do you? one of the things well, one of the things we talked about four years ago when we were talking to that Janet Redmond from America, and then we were talking about Trump, and then when we talked she separately was about by the way, why don't we talk about her again? I know. I think we've the British public has had enough of experts. I think we're fully aware of that. I just want to yeah. listen to Dave and I'll twice yeah. on. Um, and one of the... <laughs> drunk Dave and yeah, deliriously hey, hey. tired all with <laughs> views. <laughs> that's what they want. That's what they come here for, Dave. That's and my God, that's what we'll give them. <laughs> Four more years. Four, well, never mind that. <laughs> Haven't we got to do six more years? Oh, yes. Yes. This is the other... You know, every silver lining has a cloud. So uh, <laughs> Trump is gone. Biden's in. However, cast your eyes to Oklahoma, dear oh. Babylese, where everyone's favourite climate denying uh, senator was up for re-election. Now, I learned this year that senators have six year terms. Six years. Ridiculous. Jim Inhofe was last elected in 2014, which, if you can do maths, means that he was up for election this year. I thought, oh, I wonder. I wonder whether the old grizzled climate denying nut job has been kicked out. No, no. He... Um, he won every single county in Oklahoma quite comprehensively. So six God. more years of Jim Inhofe, six more be, years of, be, of somebody to, not hate, believing in climate change because there's snow, which means he'll be 91 by 91. the time that term finishes. And we are I mean, obliged to carry on, I think. Throughout the world. Uh, the UK Telegraph, that's one of the, maybe the largest uh, communication in the UK, they said it's the worst scientific scandal of our generation. We were talking to that Janet Redman, and one of the things we, that was hypothesised was actually in the long run, Trump winning might be a good thing for the climate because people will react to it. And the fact that he's such a bastard on climate change, combined with him being a bastard to young people, will kind of make this put fire onto the fuel, fuel onto the fire, onto the fuel of uh, movements and resistance and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, I'm, do you think that has happened? Do you think that, like, because if you look at yeah, Biden's, Biden's platform, it's been well climate, mate. Well climate. Happened. And it's been yeah. climate because he's, it, it, there is a huge constituency of the left which is now genuinely prioritising climate and all of the organising that's gone on, you know, Sunrise Movement, all the young yeah. people, um, representatives like AOC um, and the profile that she's got and all of the kind of Green New Deal lot, like that's none of that was happening when we were talking about the last election. Um, and obviously like the situation has become much more obviously f***ed. Oh, this this bleep machine is getting a good old run out today, isn't it? Um, yes. It's not even me that's drinking, sorry. So, uh, you know, people are reacting to, to the changes they're seeing, not least, you know, the wildfires, which are still raging in California, as we really? record. Yep. Wow. Yep, not good. Um, and, yeah, so it has happened. It has happened. Um, whether that's because Trump, I don't know. But the point is, Biden is saying um, that climate is a priority. He said he's going to transition away from oil and gas. He's uh, going to go back to the Paris Agreement straight he's away. The Paris Agreement in. He said yeah. he's a bit confused about fracking, but I think he probably will get rid of fracking at some point, or at least he said he's going to get fracking on federal ground. I'm not really sure what that means, but he's he's got a very very noisy, powerful constituency of supporters who put him there, or at least partly put him there, and he's 
he has to listen to them. And I think he's probably inclined to, actually. Yeah, he says he's going to spend 1.6 trillion quid. Um, good luck with that. I think you might have to get exchange it into dollars first to create a green energy plan, which would create carbon. He wants to go carbon-free electricity, so not like net zero for the whole economy, but carbon-free electricity by 2035, which is the sort of terribly slow timeline that Ol used to write very strong letters to government ministers about, but now oh, don't apparently get me wrong. is just fine. No, don't get me wrong. I'm sure he is like... I mean, he's a classic centrist isn't he he's not he is not a kind of left-wing firebrand he's a socialist socialist doll communist dave he communist is. quite right <laughs> red joe oh no red doesn't work <laughs> in this context does it but uh no i mean obviously trump tried to paint him as a as a radical um environmental zealot and a radical socialist he's none of those things he's uh, you know he's very middle of the road so i don't think that he is ambitious enough personally but He's going to get pushed that way. There is no way that that, that's not going to happen. Hi, I'm Arabella, and you're listening to Sustainababble. So, Dave, I found out a thing. I found out a thing. I went on Wikipedia and I found out what a Congress is. And what a Senate is, and what a House of Representatives is. What do you and mean you found out a thing? <laughs> Did you not know what a Congress is? I sort of knew what it was. I just. It's one of those things that people talk about, but you never sort of directly have to engage with. And as you know, until someone is right behind me saying, no, you really have to engage <laughs> with this, I tend not to engage with things. And so yes. at the age of whatever I am now, I can't remember, but old, I finally decided to take it by myself to look up what a Congress is and a Senate is and a House of Representatives is. Okay. And I've learned. And that means I now know it's going to be quite difficult, potentially quite difficult for Biden to get anything done because the Senate isn't necessarily going to be all lovely and democratic. Um, but by the time you listen to this, we might know for certain whether there are two key mm. seats that are going That's to go to, an, know, going, to going to have another go at it. I have a runoff in January, and if the Democrats win those two key seats, it will be fifty all, which means that the vice president gets to have the casting vote, and the vice president will be Kamala Harris, and she's a Democrat. So maybe he will be able to get things done. There you go. That's all I have to say. Uh, does, does that mean that all of the stuff we've been talking about, like a £1.6 trillion clean energy plan and putting the US back in the Paris Agreement and transitioning away from oil and possibly getting rid of fracking and generally not being an inhofe, does that mean none of that's going to happen? I don't know. I don't really understand American politics, as you can tell. Could you, uh, could you just tell me it is going to happen? Just so that, just tell oh, me it's, it's all fine. It's well, going like, to be fine. Th- things it's be like fine. the Paris Agreement, he can just say we're back in the Paris Agreement can but he? yeah, he can. They can do that by executive order. You know how Donald oh. Trump used to just hold up. Do you remember Donald Trump? Remember no. Donald Trump? If we, if we ignore that science and sort of put our head in the sand and think it's all about vegetation management, we're not going to succeed together protecting Californians. Okay, it'll start getting cooler. <laughs> I you wish just, you just watch. I wish science agreed with you. <laughs> hey, well, I don't think science knows actually. Can I just say a thing about Donald Trump? Actually, you've before, said quite like, a few things already, but well, the thing the thing boots, I want yeah. to say about about Donald Trump is this, right? Quite your question was a flippant one, but it already seems already seems like what the hell was that? Like <laughs> what was that? 
What was that four years? What was that bloke? What was he on about? When I listened back to like the episode that we did four years ago, and we had some quotes of Donald Trump talking, and then he was a you know scary lunatic, but he kind of made sense. He was at least coherent. Like he said stuff, he could be partially excused for some of the stuff he came out with because he just thought someone had stuck a microphone in front of him and he wasn't president. He just said what he thought. Right. And he spoke in sentences and his voice was generally in a nice statesman like down here somewhere, as opposed to being up here and getting all upset like it is now. Uh, But like, so you you pointed this out like that that thing he was banging on the other night, like (gasps) the bloke is completely like I don't remotely want to denigrate anything to do with any terminology or anything but he's just he's off his he's flipped his lid he's, he's bonkers yeah what was that yeah i mean i think it's this been happening for a while and i know there's a difference between giving speeches and writing things down and you know lots of speeches probably don't look that great written down but when they're delivered in an amazing rhetorical style they're fantastic but when you look at the transcript just of trump's speeches over the last couple of years it's just it's nonsense. It's proper nonsense. And the, uh, to be honest, the absolute kind of zenith of this was a couple of nights ago when, again, I was up far too late and um, listened to the first time for like, it went for about 36 hours without saying anything publicly. And then he trundles out to this press conference and just just babbles. It's yeah, well, we we like that, don't we? We we love a good babble, yeah. Uh, yeah. But this was just lying and sentences that didn't end or even make sense, and just firing like off. Fit, it sounds like he'd fit in perfectly. Random right? things everywhere, <laughs> to the extent that all of the US networks Let's cut away from it. without any verification measures whatsoever. Well, we're interrupting yeah, this because what the president of the United States is saying, in large part, is absolutely that. untrue. He began, and, and, and we're not going to allow it to keep going because it's not true. Snivelling bastards, though. Snivelling, cowardly bastards. They are. I am annoyed they are. about that. No, I, I completely agree. It's like, oh, now that he's out, now that he's out yes. and you're not, like, scared of him anymore, now you're calling out his lying and it's it's not like this is the first time he's lied, is it? It's not like this is the first time Something. you could have gone, hi there, viewers, just so you're aware, that thing that he said there was completely unsubstantiated, or at least Something. he has provided no evidence. They could have done that all the way through this presidency. And it's they like that didn't. bit in, in legendary 1980s Swedish cartoon Peter No Tale, um, which I'm sure you're familiar with, which is tells the, the very sad story. What are you story. talking about? Peter, Peter, Mike, with no tail. Tells the very sad story of a cat called Peter No-Tail who was born without a tail. So all the other cats are mean to him, including Mean Mike, who's the ringleader. And and Mean Mike has a couple of stooges who I think are called something like Bill and Ben. Let's call them Bill and Ben or Megan Mog or something like that. Um, And like this is the format of all good Disney's as well and all good 80s movies. Like they're always going like, yeah, yeah, hit him, Mean Mike, all the way through. And then only at the end when Peter No-Tail triumphs, spoiler, sorry, um, (sighs) only at that point, just before the inevitable triumph over Mean Mike, only then do Bill and Ben sort of sidle over to Peter Notel and try and be his friend, right? And that's what all these 
bastard TV networks are doing now. Like, if you'd have had shown an ounce of the standing up to this nonsense a long time ago, then perhaps we wouldn't have had 70 million people. Let's not get too excited. 70 million people still voted for this arse. More and people perhaps... voted for this arse this time than four years ago. Like, quite right. a lot more people voted for him. So, I mean, yeah. that, isn't, that is not good. That's not That's not a good thing. No. Um, so, yes, I'm sorry because you were making a point. <laughs> Do you think this is the end, official, of anyone being able to make big political hay out of climate denial? Do you think we might just have seen the end of that? And that actually it is now, we, we have moved into a new era when elections are not going to be fought on that shit anymore. Do you think Ooh, that is the case? that's a big question. That's the sort of question I need to have drunk more than I've drunk uh, to contemplate I think the answer is yes and no I think it's yes because I don't think anyone is now going to stand on a ticket that says climate change isn't happening it's all made up by the Chinese it's a hoax I think that's gone that's gone yeah that is that is gone but what I think hasn't gone is the kind of you know the next stage of denial there's all of the the stuff that you're seeing now of like okay sure it's changing but you know there's not anything we can meaningfully do about it or the solutions that are being proposed are worse than the harm that's going to come. Again, I'm not sure that that sort of thing is going to carry as much weight as it it did because, you know, in the US, for instance, wind and solar are the fastest growing industries. Like people don't see a kind of lack of future, a lack of opportunity in in green industries anymore. It's definitely there. And you know, it's worth noting that one thing Trump, just of all the things he twatted on about, one of the things, do you remember he said he would save the coal industry, which, you know, he just has spectacularly failed to do. I mean, the coal industry in America is finished. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's tiny. It's it it tiny. It, it was already done. much yeah. smaller than, you know, it, the and I'm not, I'm not like gloating about that. You don't have to, it's not like, aha, uh-huh, in your face, coal miners. I'm just saying, like, that argument clearly doesn't work anymore. I, I think that what might still be a big political issue is you know, some of the kind of behaviour change stuff that is that is necessary. Like everyone is everyone is aware if you're paying attention that like we need much less meat eating and much less dairy consumption. And that's proper like, you know, if a government feels that it needs to ask people to change what they eat, that's political suicide, isn't it? Or at least it's perceived to be. So I think I think there will be fights along those sorts of lines. But I, no, I don't think you're going to see anyone saying climate change isn't real, vote for me, because I don't think it'll work anymore. Hang on till tomorrow comes, because it will soon be here. It's extremely expensive, kills all the birds, it's very intermittent, got a lot of problems, and they happen to make the windmills in both Germany and China, and the fumes coming up, if you're a believer in carbon emission, the fumes coming up to make, make these massive windmills is more than anything that we're talking Right, that is just about it. If you are a tangerine <laughs> tosspot, and it's also just about it for this episode. Ta-ra, tangerine tosspots. Close the door behind you. Don't worry, actually. 
<laughs> I'll stand in the doorway and just laugh at you and throw things at you. Ah. Thank you, as ever, all for listening to me talking at you. You know when you have whiskey and you try and do a podcast? I can't honestly it. say that I do know. I don't think I've ever had whiskey and tried to do a podcast. How are you I, finding it? Uh, it's it's in my hand here. <laughs> How is the experience for you? It's good. It's afflicting my words somewhat, um, but it's making me generally see everything through a very, very sunny lens, including you. You That's always right. see me through a sunny lens, don't you? That's true. I don't know, do I? Okay. I don't think anyone's listening anymore. I think they've gone. So <laughs> we're going to say now? bye-bye now. Thank you very much, Dave, for drinking through a podcast like a professional. Right. Thank you to Dickie Moore for the music that begins and ends and intertwinkles this podcast. Thank you to Arthur Stovall for designing our lovely logo, which is on all of our stuff, including on T-shirts. What better time? What better time to buy yourself a Babel T-shirt than at the outset of in the, the middle Trump of winter presidency <laughs> in the middle of winter <laughs> when no one can see it go to our website wobbly 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 dot sustainable dot fish where you can find t-shirty bits and you can buy them uh, other things you can do is you can join the legion of spectacularly wonderful people who give us money via patreon we love them they give us a little bit of cash price of a coffee or a pint or whatever um, and it really helps it keeps the show on the road you can join them by going to www.patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash sustainababble and you can be like Juliet who was on Twitter this week and said uh, she got kind of guilt tripped by one of our tweets to becoming a Patreon donor and that's fine by us guilt is an absolutely it's a killer, acceptable motivator <clears throat> Quite right. Uh, thank you, as ever, to the legendary Dickie Moore that does the music. I've done that. Starts I've done that. Twinkles this Have you? Yeah, I've done that. When did you do that? Uh, before. Did I fall asleep for a bit? Then? I, I've done that. Have I, you? Yeah. I could tell. I, I could absolutely <laughs> tell that you, you are that? falling apart. I've done that. I've done Arthur Stovall. I've done all of that. What I haven't done is said how you can get in touch with us, which is... <laughs> I could do that bit. Oh, God. You can get in touch with us by emailing us at hello at sustainababble.fish. You will find us on the Facebook, just search for Sustainababble, and of course on Twitter at the Babble Wagon. Very good. Very good. It's I stand corrected. Face. Right. This has gone on for about 20 minutes. This. Oh, <laughs> God's sake. Bye. Celebrate. Bye. Go to the pub. You can't go to the pub if you're in England, but just celebrate. Bank this moment of happiness. It is good. It is wonderful. Hurrah. See you next time. Bye. Bye.